the saints in the light. Colossians 1, 11 and 12 says, May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience and joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. God has made those who belong to Jesus saints. In other words, you are consecrated, holy ones, set out apart from the world. It is only through the redemption that comes to Jesus that we can even do that. So now we've looked at our three foundational truths. One being the world in darkness, Jesus is the light of the world, and three, that Jesus saves us and sends us to shine the light. Well, this will help us now as we start to look at our parable in Luke 8, 16 through 18. So if you want to look at that with me, starting at verse 16. Verse 16 says, No one, after lighting a lamp, covers it with a jar or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a stand so that those who enter may see the light. So it, it helps us to ask the question, then, why do we hide the light of Jesus given to our lives? Why do we have trouble sometimes being the light? Well, there's four things that come to mind that about why it is that we, we don't like that or we might try to, to keep ourselves from that. And one is that fear what others think. I mean, you know, there are times when we go and, and we'll want to be with somebody and, you know, we want to share Christ with them, but we know that they might be antagonistic to that, so we don't say anything to them. Because we're more afraid of losing their friendship or having them say something and walk away than whether or not they go to heaven or go to hell. And I'll be honest with you, I'm similar to you in that way. I find myself doing that myself. And every time that happens, which thankfully is less and less frequent now than it was when I was when I first became a believer, that I always feel terrible about that because you always wonder if you were the one and you said no. And that's not the way it is. So the cure for that is, is that the prayer is from Ephesians 6, 19 through 20. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make this known the mystery of the gospel for which I have an ambassador in shame. This is Paul talking. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. I mean, even the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul, who wrote half of the Old or the half of the Old Testament, right? Now everyone agrees again. Half of the New Testament, practically, right? Even he had to have people pray with him so that he would be fearless in sharing the gospel. This is Paul the Apostle. So if it happened to Paul, it certainly happens to us. So how do we hear that? We pray for other, for boldness. Do not have fear. Fear the Lord more, which is the beginning of wisdom, the beginning of knowledge, than to fear man. Number two, ignorance of what to say or do. Sometimes we think, okay, I would love to be able to share the gospel with them, but I don't know any verses and I don't know what to say. That's a common thing that comes up. I hear that all the time. I remember I used to say the same thing. But God has given you a story. If you are a Christian, he did something in your life to change you from darkness to light. Change you from being an unbeliever to a believer. And that's what we call our testimony. And you can always share your testimony. 
But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another with one another, and the blood of Jesus the Son purifies us from all sin. So as we move down to the next part of our passage, we see that it's foolish to hide the light we have been given. That we are made to shine the light of Jesus in this world for the glory of God. Jesus teaches us here that every one of us, every human being, is accountable in how we respond to the truth that we have received. Now in verse 17 it says, For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not be known and come to light. The point of this is pointing to the final judgment. You see, God's ultimate purpose is not to hide his truth, his light, but to make it known in
excited about that. We want all of these pews filled. We want to have multiple services. We want to replant our own church here or somewhere else in the Arkansas Valley. Which brings us to the second one, globally. All the nations of the world need the light. Here's what I think would be cool. Now this is something that is really what I hope to do here or whoever is your final pastor here at this church. But as long as I'm here, as long as Matt are here, and really as long as you're part of the Calvary family, this is what's going to happen. And we are excited about this. One day, I know right now it might not seem like it, but one day this church will replant or plant its own church. And then you go, how is that possible? God will make it happen. He's made it happen in all the churches we've replanted so far. He's made it so that all of these churches, their goal is to plant or replant. Now wouldn't it be great? Will it not be cool one day? And maybe, maybe we raise up a missionary or two in our congregation and send them out into the world like Africa or Asia or, you know, somewhere in the Middle East. Wouldn't it be great to have these pews built and have somebody standing here, a couple standing here? Maybe they got multiple kids. Maybe there's more than one. And we send them off by laying hands on them to go out those doors and to be the light in the world somewhere else? That is the vision. That is why we make Jesus not ignorable. Because that's what we're about. That's what being a part of the Calvary Family Church is about. We're bigger than ourselves. And we're greater as a family.